welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Are you ready to jump into a brand new series? Starlight. You've been asked seven times already, but are you excited to be in church on 4th of July weekend? I'm excited to have you. You look great. Feels good in here. Worship was amazing. And uh, we, got, we got deacons back. Jason and Megan Gonzalez back from Global Team Japan. Welcome home. You awake? Feel alive? Barely? Well, welcome back. We also have some uh, people visiting from our Apple Valley campus. Maybe you knew it. Maybe you didn't. Um, you know it because he's the loudest person in the room. And uh, you would also know it because she's on the announcement videos. We got Pastor Davey and Nicole Collins from Apple Valley. Can we welcome them? Uh, you guys came uh, before we launched the pre-service in the poorhouse and haven't been back since. So I don't know what we did that, that weekend uh, that has kept you away, but welcome back. No, for real, excited to have you. And uh, I was friends with Davey back in college. It's a pointless story. I'm wasting everybody's time, but pierced his ears in college. So God is the great redeemer. Somehow, <laughs> somehow we're pastors. Hey, we're jumping into Starlight. And uh, it's going to be an incredible series. Today is, is just laying a foundation for the next few weeks uh, this summer, laying a foundation. So it might feel a little bit less uh, like a sermon and maybe more like a bunch of facts, information. This week, uh, I, I was nerd factor 10 this week doing research about stars. And it's, it's uh, above my head, literally above my head. No pun intended. Just literally, this is like beyond me. So, uh, so a lot of the research I was doing uh, come from pastors Greg Boyd, uh, Louis Giglio, uh, and I'm just going to try to uh, regurgitate. Why did I think of that word? I don't know. I'm just going to reiterate what they're saying. There we go. That's a better one. What they're saying. But if you have your Bibles, going to Jeremiah 32. Jeremiah chapter 32. You can pull it out. Um, and we're going to verse 17. And... Uh, It says this, Ah, Lord God, it is you who have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Just one verse today. Let me read it again. Ah, Lord God, it is you who have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Today is my goal for all of us here, including myself, to get a bigger perspective. Perspective can change anything. Perspective changes everything. Let's get a godly perspective. Let's look at how big God is. And it gives us perspective on the things that we're dealing with. Let's open up in prayer and uh, and we're gonna get started. Jesus, I thank you that that you are the God of the universe. That you, you breathe the stars into existence. Yet... We find you here with us. Your presence is in this room and we thank you for it. We're grateful for it. Today, I pray that our perspective would grow larger than it ever has been before, that we would see you in a new light. And when we see you in a new light, we see our lives in a new light, that you are with us, you are for us, Lord. So I just pray these things in Jesus' name. Everyone said, amen. Amen. If you're taking notes tonight, uh, the title of this message on 4th of July weekend, it's called Stars and Stripes. Stars and Stripes. You wanna know what really bothers me? This is really frustrating, and I'm gonna offend some people here, so I'm sorry. If you need to leave, you can leave if I offend you, but I'm just, I'm gonna let you know, this is like, it really bothers me, but have you ever met the people? They, um, they, they like to give names to everything. 
Like everything. Like they, they give names to everything. I'll give you an example. Like, we, well, you have kids. Like you should name your kids. Like that's great. Like give them a name. Like well, let's not be a number. Let's be a name. Let's praise God. Like give your kid a name. But, but not, have you, you ever seen like maybe on social media, not, not, not every kid needs to have like a spirit animal attached to the name. Like, like I'm going to like name my kid and, and, and then I'm going to pick a spirit animal. So there's a sweet hashtag so I can find my kid. Like parents do this. Anybody know? Like, and again, if you do this, fine. You don't have to change the way you live because the way I feel, I just want to let you know it bothers me. And um, it would be like Luke, Luke the lion, Luke the lion, hashtag Luke the lion, uh, ben, ben the bear, Jory the Jaguar, I don't know, this is getting crazy. Hey, we're going to make it to the end of this message, I promise. Just we're on a journey together. It's going to be awesome. But it, it bothers me. And uh, people, people who name their cars. Anybody here, you name your car? Wow. We're outnumbered in this service. Stop it. Let's not do this. We don't need to be naming our car. Hey, guys, we're going to take Stacy down to Cub Foods. It'll be awesome. Stacy, who's Stacy? Stacy's my car. No, that's not, that's, that's not a thing. We don't have to. Your car has a name already. It's Toyota Camry, and that's it. We don't have to name everything. We don't have to name everything. It bothers me. Anybody here grew up on a farm? We're in the city, downtown. Oh, praise God. Amazing. You had farm animals? You had farm animals? Yeah, chickens, cows, pigs, whatever it is. Did you name your farm animals? Yes? Yeah, inappropriate, uncalled for. <laughs> we can't be doing that. We, you don't name your farm animals. This is why. Because I went to the state fair a couple years ago. State fair is one of my favorite places on planet Earth, the great Minnesota get-together. And uh, more than the food, my favorite part is going into the animal barns. Like, like I love seeing the animals. I live in the city. I'm not a farm guy. I grew up, my, uh, as a kid, we would go on vacation. My grandpa was a pig farmer. So I, I, like, I like loved going to the farm. The only time I get to see farm animals is at the state fair. So every time we go, first thing we do, I don't even care about the food. We're going straight to the, the horse barn, the dairy barn. We're going to the swine barn. We're going to hit up the sheep and the birthing center. The birthing center is where it's at. You get to see little baby pigs, amazing. I'm setting myself apart here, and if you think I'm weird, it's okay. Just hope you come back. I love seeing all the barns, but I, we, we went in the pig. My wife can attest to this. We went to the pig barn one year, and, uh, they, you know, they got pigs in, in these, these kennels and all this stuff. And it's amazing. There's just pigs everywhere, and they're huge. Like, like have you ever seen a pig in real life? They're, they're huge. And uh, they, don't keep, they don't keep the pigs in their kennels they, they take they'll every once in a while like they'll let one loose and uh i i remember i i jumped up on the fence because this huge pig's walking by and this little girl's walking a pig i mean i'm scared to death walking her pig and she's walking it because it's like a show you you bring your your pig to the show i thought you come to the state you bring your, your animals uh to, to the state fair so that people like me can can see the animals right that's what i thought it's not just that you bring your pig this girl she's probably 10 years old this girl brings her pig to the state fair and and opens the gate almost runs me over and uh she she takes it up for, for this this competition but it's also an auction and it's not just an auction to sell the pig and, and the pet pig's going to another farm and it's going to be the pet pig at that farm. No, they're getting sold to be slaughtered so that we can eat the, them. I didn't, know th- I didn't know that that's what they were doing. And all of a sudden, this pig gets sold and this little girl, it was pet pig. The pig had a name. This is why it's inappropriate and uncalled for. 
gets sold to be slaughtered. And this girl is devastated. And she's just crying and weeping and just weeping. And so it's just an encouragement. It's just a tangent. It's just a frustration. Let's just not be naming things. But, but if you're going to do it, I did find some biblical grounds to name inanimate objects, to name, you know, Jesus called the, the Lion of Judah. So I was like, oh, fine. You guys can do it. It's fine. You can do it. It's fine. But God, did you know that he names every single star? If you're taking notes, number one, God knows every star by name. Every star by name. There's your biblical grounds. He's naming stars. So maybe I need to change things in my life. Every single star. Let me read this. In Isaiah chapter 40, verses 25 and 26. So who is like me? Who holds a candle to me, says the holy, says God. Look at the night skies. Another version says, lift your head. Who do you think made all of this? Who marches this army of stars out each night, counts them off, calls them by name. So magnificent, so powerful, and never overlooks a single one. God names every single star. Here we go. We're going into some stats right now, some facts. This is amazing. We live on planet earth. I was just in Japan and I, I flew to the other side of the planet, took over 12 hours on this plane, which is pretty incredible. We, we live on a massive planet. I mean, earth is huge. It's huge. But let's, let's start to get some perspective of how big this universe is and how big our God is. If you compare the earth to the sun, and I got a slide here, the sun is huge. This little dot in the left-hand corner, that's us. That's earth. The sun is huge. This is crazy. This is our star in the solar system. You guys probably knew this already. I was doing research, learning a bunch, but this is our star in the solar system. And you can fit a million earths inside the sun. A million earths inside the sun. There's a star in the the constellation Orion. Orion's in the Bible, so we picked that one. That's great. Uh, There's a star in the constellation Orion called Rigel, and uh, you can fit a million suns inside of Rigel. And, and Rigel's not even like up there. There's, there's a huge star, and it's got a technical name. Canis Majoris is a star that's out there, and you can fit a million Rigels in Canis Majoris. This is crazy. The universe is crazy. Like, it's just, it just massive. My only goal tonight, by the way, is just to get our perspective up. Let's get our perspective bigger. That's all we're doing. In the ancient days, people would look up at the sky and they they thought like, oh, these little lights, these little twinkling lights. They must just be little things that are just floating a few miles above us. This is crazy. I don't know if you knew this or if you've heard about it, but they're not just a few miles up there. Like we're talking, they are light years out there. The stars are light years out there. What's a light year? It's the distance light can travel in a year. Makes sense, right? Well, what is that? Did you know that light travels at 186,000 miles a second? 186,000 miles per second. If I was to shine a flashlight on this stage, it would travel planet Earth, circle it seven times in a second. Circle it seven times in a second. It travels, light travels, this is a light year, travels six trillion miles in a year. I can't, I don't even know what trillion is. It's just got a lot of zeros. I don't know. There's a star called Analam, and it's also in Orion, and it is 1,360 light years away. If I, if I was to go outside and find Analam in the sky, which w- would be impossible, there's no way I would be able to do it. I don't, I mean, I don't know. 
Orion's belt. Just looking, there's three stars in a row. I don't know. If I was to find Analam tonight, if I was to find Analam tonight, the light that my eyes are seeing originated in 657 AD. That's how long it took that light to get to my eyes if we saw it tonight. It originated in 657 AD. That is crazy. There's another star. Uh, the closest star to us outside of the sun is, is, is Proxima Centauri. It's 4.2 light years away. That's like in our backyard. That's like, oh, just a little weekend trip to Proxima Centauri. Let's do it. 4.2 light years away. That's easy. But listen to this. If I was to travel at, at the speed of 12,000 miles an hour. Okay, this is getting crazy. If I was to hop in a rocket ship and go 12,000 miles an hour, that's how fast they go, by the way. Up in space, I'm going 12,000 miles an hour. It would take me 81,000 years to get to the closest star. If I was going to go to Analam, 1,360 light years away, it would take me 2 billion years. 2 billion years. It's crazy. And when you look up at the sky, you might see a star, um, what looks to be a star. It's just this little dot of light. But it might actually not be a star. It might be a galaxy with billions of stars within it. That's crazy. Our galaxy is called the? Four of you knew that. That's great. It's awesome. We're, we, our solar system fits within the Milky Way galaxy. This is a picture of the Milky Way. It is 100,000 light years wide. And uh, that's us right there. You can't see us. But we're there. If, if, if our solar system was the size of a quarter, the Milky Way galaxy would be the size of all of North America. Feeling, feeling strong. If the solar system was the size of a quarter, the Milky Way galaxy would be the size of all of North America. Listen to this. If you were to name every star, God knows every star by name, not just in our galaxy, but every galaxy. And science, scientists believe that there are billions of galaxies I mean, this is mind-blowing, guys. This is crazy. But if you were going to try to name every star in the Milky Way galaxy, you would have to name one star every second for the next 2,500 years. Which means if Jesus came out of the womb naming stars every second, he'd still be naming the stars right now. That's crazy. It's so, so many stars. The universe is massive, but God knows every single star by name. This is how big our God is. This is amazing. Every single star by name. Number two is God knows you by name. God knows you by name. I'll prove it to you. First John chapter three, verse one, it says, see how very much our father loves us for he calls us children. And that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we're God's children because they don't know him. Another verse in Isaiah chapter 43, verses 1 and 2. But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, I have redeemed you, I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flames shall not consume you. God knows your name, which means he knows exactly what you're dealing with. There are people in this room, and last week was the worst week of your life. There's people in this room, and you're facing real difficulty, 
real challenge, real heartache, real grief. I know some of your stories, and I know what you're going through. And we believe in a God that not only knows every star, but he knows every single person's name and every single, cir- uh, every single circumstance. Everything that we face, God knows about it, and he cares about it, and he wants to meet you in the midst of it. Global Team Japan came back. Amazing trip. It was just, it was just awesome. And I came back, got back two Tuesdays ago. And uh, I've never experienced this before in my life. But getting back, I, I could not sleep for days. And, and I think half of it's jet lag. Like, like I mean, I'm upside down. This thing, I, it was crazy. I would, I would fall asleep at, at about 10 o'clock. And my body would wake itself up at like 1 a.m. 2 a.m. at the latest. And all of a sudden, I, my mind would start racing. My mind would start racing, and I'm just laying there at 2 a.m. all the way up until the sun comes up. My mind is just racing. And I think, I think it's half jet lag stuff, but also half spiritual stuff. There's a, a real spiritual. I'm not to do this like there's a demon under every table, but I do believe that more things are spiritual than we would give credit to. Did you, did you know that the spiritual realm is actually more real than the physical realm our eyes can see? It's more real because it's eternal. This earth will fade away. And so I'm, I'm, I'm ne- again, I've never dealt with sleep issues. And I feel like I've lived a blessed life because I've, I've never dealt with that. And from, from Tuesday to last Sunday, I, I could not sleep, could not sleep. My mind is just racing. And I'm thinking, if you've dealt with sleep stuff, if you've been up in the middle of the night, your mind starts to think of the craziest stuff. Like, like makes no sense. Like, like, I, should, like I, shouldn't be, I shouldn't be worried about anything. All of a sudden, this, this pressure, and I'm laying there almost feeling paralyzed. And even as I'm talking, maybe there's people here, you can identify with how I'm describing this feeling. I'm laying there almost paralyzed, and fear starts to seep into my life. Uh, uh, shame starts to feel guilt. I start to be, I'm thinking about everything that I've done and how terrible I am. Like this, like this is crazy. And I know that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I know that I have victory in Christ, but I'm laying in my bed so fearful and worried, and I can't stop my mind, and I'm exhausted. I'm just so tired. I'd wake up my wife every night and say, "Hun, I need you to pray for me. And she'd wake up and, and she'd pray for me. And then she would play a little bit of worship music. And, uh, and we were doing that every night. And uh, it was just, it was just uh, honestly, like, it was just difficult. Like one of the toughest weeks from Tuesday to Sunday of my life. I get here Sunday, my first Sunday back, like, Global Team Japan's amazing. Like, it's, it was awesome. I'm supposed to be like that. But I've got... I've got nothing in my tank. I've got nothing to give. And uh, at the risk of being vulnerable, I'm, I, last Sunday, I'm, I, in the morning, I locked myself in the second floor bathroom up here. And I was just laying on the bathroom floor, just like trying to store up enough energy so I can close out the service. I told Pastor Luke, like, you got to be ready because I, I got nothing. I got nothing. So difficult. And I just, I don't, I, I don't even know why. I started to have all this, this anxiety and this fear and this, like, I started to feel lonely, like alone. My wife's laying next to me, but I feel alone. And here's the thing about God knowing your name, about God knowing my name, that when you are known, you're never alone. When you're known, you're not alone. And so God knows your name, which means you're never alone. 
He's with you. He knows what you're dealing with. And you may feel alone. But he knows what you're going through. And uh, last Sunday, I had, had some trusted leaders lay hands on me and pray before our 6 p.m. service. And, um, and went home right after service and was like, oh, gearing up. The sun's going down. And like anxiety starts to build. The sun's going down. It's going to be a long night. It's crazy. And I remember last Sunday before we went to bed, um, we just played some worship music, which is actually a great thing to do if you're dealing with something like this, is to end the day uh, with some worship music. End the day reading, some, uh, reading your Bible. End the day being with God and, and watch God minister to you. Because last Sunday, um, I slept the whole night and it was amazing. It was amazing. But I remember laying there before falling asleep and feeling that the, the, the weight and the, the burden and the pressure and just the, the guilt and just weird feelings just slamming me. And we played some worship music. And uh, in that moment, I knew we were, we were doing Starlight coming up and I had been doing some research and so the God of the universe. And I remember having this feeling that, that the God of the universe... The guy that, that, that breathes the stars into existence is right now meeting me in my bedroom. Right now, pouring out his mercy on my life, pouring out his grace on my life, pouring out his love. And I just had, I just had tears falling on my pillow, just crying because I was so broken. But, I, but, I, but it was like this new feeling of like, and I love this feeling, that I was so broken, but God is starting to seep into the cracks of my life. And we believe that God can seep into your life. He can meet you where you are. Whatever you're facing, a big need, a small need, he can meet that need. He can, he can seep into the cracks of your life and heal you, bring healing. God knows the names of every star. And he knows your name. Point number three. Nothing is too difficult for God. Nothing's too difficult for God. My wife told me not to sing, but I'm going to sing. Anybody know this song? Nothing is too difficult for thee. Come on. And nothing is too difficult for... We got some church people. And great and mighty God. Great in power and mighty. I don't know that part. Here we go. Two, three. And nothing, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing is too difficult for thee. Come on. Give God some praise. That's as weird as the service is going to get. We got some church people in the house tonight. And uh, if somebody was singing next to you, they have more problems than you do. If you don't know that song, you've lived a blessed life. Nothing is too difficult for our God. Nothing's too difficult for our God. Right now, take inventory of your life. Take inventory of what you're dealing with. Nothing is too difficult for God. And just like last Sunday, I'm laying in my bed and feeling that God is now ministering to me. Yeah, he's got a universe to take care of, but now he's ministering to me. And he's saying it's going to be okay. There's people here tonight. It's going to be okay. You might not be able to sleep. You might be cracking under pressure. You might be stressed out of your mind. You might, you might be broken in your body. You need healing. It's going to be okay. Nothing is too difficult for our God.
Nothing's too difficult for our God. You know this stuff. You hear this stuff. Sometimes it's, it's you believe it, but your feelings are, are just so opposite, so different. It's just like, how, do I, how am I going to make it? How am I going to make it? And God will show up. Here's the coolest thing. The God who tends to the most distant galaxy will meet you where you are in the midst of your need. Light travels at the speed of 186,000 miles per second, yet God can meet you faster. God can get to you faster. And you might have been praying about something for 10 years, and God, right now, in even this moment, God can meet you. He can do it. This is what we believe, is that when we give our lives to Jesus, that we, we receive salvation, which means when we die, we go to heaven. And in heaven, there's no more pain. There's no more tears. There's no more worry. There's no more hurting. That's the gift that we have. But just like Jesus prayed, on earth as it is in heaven, when we pray for a miracle, God can send a miracle from heaven to earth in a moment faster than the speed of light. So whatever it is that you're facing, nothing is too difficult. He knows the stars by name. It would take me 2,500 years to name the stars of the the Milky Way galaxy. Not even getting started. He knows every star by name. He knows your name and exactly what you're going through. And whatever difficulty you face, it's not difficult for him. Fourth of July weekend, stars and stripes. The same God that breathed the stars into existence is the God who sent his one and only son from heaven to earth to live the life that we were supposed to live. To die a death that that actually we deserve because of our sin and falling short. And he took stripes on his back for you and for me. And in a moment, you're going to have an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. If you're, if you're visiting or you've been coming for a while or maybe you've been on the fence about this tonight, God wants you to know that this is for you. It's going to be okay. He wants to meet you where you're at. And he wants you to step into relationship with him. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. You're here and you hear a word like difficulty. And when you look at your life, you know, if something pops into your mind, something that you're facing, something that you're dealing with, you need, maybe you need healing in your body. Maybe you need provision. Maybe you need comfort. Maybe just like me, you need sleep. Maybe you've been depressed lately and you cannot get out of the spiral. God knows about it. He wants to help you. He wants to meet you. If you're facing difficulty and you're praying for a miracle, raise your hand right now in this moment. I want to pray for you. God, you see every single hand. But more than the hand, you know their name. And you know the situation. And you are able. You are able. Nothing is too difficult. So whatever, whatever it seems like, we, we don't, it's light and dark are not equal forces. God, you are infinitely more powerful. Infinitely more powerful. So I pray right now you would do the miraculous in people's life. I don't care if it happened right before service or 30 years ago. I pray that you would do a miracle in people's lives. Answer prayer. Do what you do, God. I pray for peace. I pray for comfort. I pray for rest. In Jesus' name, amen.